Hello, this is Revel, and you are listening to Rockin' Radio. For timeline clarity, this is February 2009, so do not be confused by events mentioned on this program. My guest today is former competitive bodybuilder, author, and raw food chef, Kristen Suzanne. Hi, Kristen. Hello there. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm glad you found the time. Yes. <laughs> You've got a pretty busy schedule. Yeah, but you know what? You've got to do what you've got to do, right? I'm having fun. That's, that's important. If it's not fun, it's not fundamental. <laughs> that's right. So, so Kristen, you uh, you used to be a competitive bodybuilder, but you were a natural one. You weren't one that took the uh, steroids, etc. Right, right. What, how did you get your protein and all? You know, I mean, the usual questions that people ask a, a bodybuilder or somebody who's athletic. Well, back when I was bodybuilding, that was actually a time for me before I was even vegan. So my protein came from the traditional sources that athletes uh, tend to turn to, which is meat mm-hmm. uh, and dairy and a lot of whey protein and stuff. Um, I, you know, the story is kind of that I, uh, you know, I looked good. You know, I was in supposedly great shape. I thought I was doing my body a good thing. And I still, you know, I kind of felt like crap. And I was really into fitness. I was into nutrition. I was into, you know, reading everything I could get my hands on. Um, so... Over that time, I tried lots of diets and lots of different things, and I always had headaches. Um, you know, I would have acne here and there, and I still had a little cellulite, even though I was in, you know, supposedly really great shape. And so I kept trying different things until I felt better, and that's when I actually was turned on to veganism. So this is post-bodybuilding time, but, you know, still a real passion for, for working out and making it a priority in my life. And... Um, turned on to veganism, and then from there I went to raw, and all those problems I had disappeared. Wow, just just from, from the veganism or from raw? You know, um, a lot of it was the veganism, but the raw is what really took my energy and made it skyrocket. It really kind of made my skin glow, and it made, it made just everything better. Um, but the veganism really helped my headaches. You know, getting that animal acidic protein out of my system was what really helped the headaches. But, you know, when you first go to an extreme, well, seemingly extreme diet like veganism from eating such heavy protein, you tend to grab on to everything, such as, you know, whether it's junk food, vegan, or healthy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, having that in my system didn't help, but it was much better than what I was doing. So it was kind of these incremental steps with my health. And then when I got to raw, well, of course, you know, you're really getting rid of all the refined products for the most part and um, just enjoying organic, fresh plants and, you know, fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds. And from there, my, my, it was like uh, my, my health just skyrocketed. And did you just jump from vegan to totally raw, or were you just kind of um, transitioning? You know, I did a transition. Um, when, I was, when I was vegan, I wanted to make some really pretty dishes. I come from a family that actually has a restaurant in Michigan, and both my parents are chefs. So, you know, I wanted to impress them. So um, I went to Whole Foods and was looking for a really great vegan cookbook because they thought I was nuts. <laughs> for doing that, excuse me, and um, so when I was at Whole Foods, I actually came upon Giuliano's raw, uh, his raw book, Uncooked Book, and I looked at the pictures of the food, and I thought, wow, that looks amazing, and I looked at the pictures of him, and I thought, oh my God, that's the energy I want, 
So that was actually when I first found out about raw. So I took the cookbook home. I read it like cover to cover in one night, and I started playing with the recipes. But it was definitely a transition. I knew that I wanted to get there, but, um, you know, that that was probably about four years ago. And back then there wasn't nearly as much on the Internet or around as there is now. So I didn't, you know, see a bunch of different options or plans or um, there just wasn't a lot out there about it. So I didn't really know what I was doing. So I just kind of started adding more salads to my diet, and I started doing some smoothies to my diet. And, you know, like green smoothies weren't, you know, the it thing back then like they are now. Not at all, no. Yeah, so it was a transition for me. And, um, you know, I think that first year I probably started concentrating on about 50% raw, and then the next year it was more and then more and more. And so now are you 100% or do you kind of just go easy because sometimes you're traveling or sometimes you just feel like not being raw, you feel like something else? Well, you know, I go back and forth. Um, I'm currently, I call myself high raw. So um, right now, you know, as of like the past few months, I have a diet that is primarily raw and it's always all vegan, but um, I still reserve, you know, some room in my diet for low-fat cooked vegan. So it's still very healthy. I don't, I don't do any junk food vegan. Mm-hmm. Um, or any junk food cooked vegan. Uh, but then there are times, especially during the summer months, because in Arizona it's extremely hot, where I'm 100% raw. So I go back and forth. I, I like to be flexible with it. Um, I know that if I eat too much cooked food, I start to feel it. So, you know, my body is conditioned now. It knows what it wants and what it doesn't want. So, um, so I'm a mix. Sometimes I'm all raw and sometimes I'm high raw. So, Kristen, uh, just as somebody who's been doing this a while now, there are a lot of people who are going on fasts before going raw. Do you recommend that in your own, just as, as a, just your commentary? Well, um, if you, you know, if, if you don't know anything about healthy food and you jump into a fast, uh, it can be pretty shocking to the body, in my opinion. Um, I always tell people if they're going to do a fast, you know, I like to put in the disclaimer that you probably should speak with a physician who's probably going to advise you against doing it, but, or make sure that you're really well-versed in it. Um, and if you're going to do a fast, you know, there's all kinds of different fasts. There could be a smoothie fast or a juice fast or, you know, just a all-fruit fast. So some of them are much more extreme than others, and I, I would... Um, I would, you know, I'd wonder where that person is in their lifestyle, you know, how, how toxic or how crappy is their diet up until now, <clears throat> and how severe of a fast do they want to go on. I do recognize that it can really be a great way to reset and jumpstart your mental attitude for it. So, you know, sometimes by going on a fast for a couple of days, it really gets that momentum going, and that can be such a great thing. But, you know, you got to be careful. you got to, you know, what's your activity level like? You know, do you have a full-time job that you just can't afford to, you know, get tired or have a headache from if you fast from it? So I think everybody's really different, um, and I know that's not directly answering your question, but um, <clears throat> generally I think if they get you jump-started and the momentum going, I think it's great, but I don't think it's necessary. No, I, I agree, but um, people are doing it, and uh, it's, it's interesting, though, when I hear the word fast, because when I was around, when I first started with um, looking at my food programs, um, fast meant water only. That right. was it. Yeah. And now everything, I mean, you're, you're talking a, a green smoothie, that's not a fast, but, you know, I mean, it's, it's like, what else do you call it? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's it's some kind of, well, you're restricting something, you know, you're restricting your normal intake of food to just solely take in a certain kind of food. So, 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think there can be different levels of it, but it's definitely evolved from, you know, what a <laughs> typical fast was years Absolutely. ago. And the word diet. <clears throat> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because people hear diet and they think you're, you're looking to lose weight, which a lot of people are going. How do you feel about that, that people are looking at going raw and they're looking at it from a diet, meaning losing weight or eliminating weight program as opposed to gaining health? I think that um, it's always it's always a step in the right direction. Um, I tend to use the word a lot on my website and on my blog as the raw vegan lifestyle mm-hmm. because for me it incorporates so much more than just what I'm you know consuming um, with food. It's you know it's growing my own sprouts. It's going organic. It's doing a green lifestyle. It's um, saving animals. It's it's a variety of things. So. But, you know, when I first started it, I'm, you know, I didn't need to lose weight, but I wanted to have energy. I wanted to um, clear up my skin. I wanted to get rid of the headaches. And diet was the word that came to mind when I first started. So from there, I evolved into this lifestyle. So I think if people think of it as a diet to lose weight, I think they're going to, you know, they're going to start learning more and they're going to be reading more and they're going to be surrounded, you know, surrounding themselves, whether it's online or in a raw food class or some kind of community where they see that other people take it much farther beyond a diet. And I think that's a great thing. So whatever entrance you need into this, <clears throat> into this lifestyle, if it's to lose weight as a quote-unquote diet, I think that's okay. Because I think in the end you're probably going to learn that it's more of a lifestyle and you're going to end up loving it and then referring to it as such. I agree. I, I, I totally think that um, <laughs> I totally think that whatever it takes to get started because yeah. there's so many more benefits other than eliminating. Why do you think some people, when they first go raw, majority of them will eliminate excess fat, but some don't? Why do you think that is? I think it's, um, it's, it's their comfort level. I think it's what they're used to, what they're looking for to uh, replace certain flavors and textures and tastes with. And I think people are just in a different mindset. For example, um, somebody who's into fitness and is really into light foods, you know, they may be used to a diet that has uh, chicken and, and fish, but it's still kind of light in, in a sense. It's not filled with a lot of fat. But then you have people who frequently eat French fries and they're used to something heavier and they need that kind of mushy experience, um, you know, that thickness, that heaviness to kind of help them in that transition. So I think that's why some go to high fat and some people go to uh, low fat. Hmm. I find that interesting because when I started, I went high fat. We all did. There were six of us. And we didn't know any better, so we made a lot of burgers and a lot of uh, dips and, and things that had, were I mean, just nut-based. Right. And we all eliminated weight. Yeah. To the point where we scared ourselves because some of us didn't need to. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's I th- you know, it has, I, I still haven't figured it out. I still don't know why some do and some don't. But one of the, one of the, quest- one of the things that comes up is that maybe there's something the nutrients are going to to heal the body. Could be yes. Yeah, I think that um, I think that you're shedding. Yeah, your your body is just transitioning, and everybody's different, of course. Um, mm-hmm. But I find in, in my practice when I'm consulting with people and in my classes a similar thing. When you first start out raw, you can typically eat a lot of fat, you know, whether it's avocados, nuts, or seeds, and you typically lose weight. But then there comes a period where that 
stops for a lot of people, uh-huh. and they sometimes start to gain weight, and it's very confusing for them. But I just always tell people, you know, your body is changing, and it's adapting differently. Maybe now you're filling, you know, maybe in the past you were filling it with nutrients, and as a result it was shedding some, you know, fat and, and any toxins possibly, and then now your body's filled with nutrients, and now it's more efficient maybe at storing, and so maybe you start to gain weight, so you need to kind of go with the flow, listen to your body and transition, start eating some lighter, uh, you know, some lighter fat raw foods or some, you know, uh, you know more greens or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in my own personal experience, I started out with heavy stuff, um, and then I got to the point where I didn't do very well with nuts and seeds. I started to get an upset stomach from it. But actually, that didn't last forever, and I don't know why. Um, that, was, that happened to me for about six to eight months, and I really cut down a lot of my fat. I started doing a lot much, I mean, a, a much higher uh, intake of low-fat raw vegan. I felt really great. And then I kind of hit a wall again, and I started getting tired. And so I started introducing a little bit more fat, but not a lot. And then I, I just kind of found this balance. So it just it evolves, it changes, and honestly, that's one of the exciting things I think about raw is that it does change for people. And it's not this boring diet because there's so many different aspects to it. It's, it's a spectrum. You can be, you know, as severe as, I say severe as like a natural hygienist, or you can have a lot of gourmet food in your life. You can have a variety. You, can, you know, you can pick from the different parts and weave your own blanket. And I think that's a very exciting aspect about it. I agree. It's it's just a. I mean, this is the one style where you can really, really, really be creative. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. <laughs> Your choice. Yeah, you can eat bananas all day, or <laughs> you can, you know, incorporate a bunch of pizzazz with that. Absolutely. And we'll be back uh, in a minute with Kristen'sRaw.com. Uh, Kristen Suzanne is our guest, and that is her website. Kristen's with a K R I S T E N S. Kristen'sRaw.com. We'll be right back. Hi, and welcome back to Rockin' Radio. Please check out my newest site, letstalkraw.com, where your questions will be asked of our guest. We've got a full lineup all the way through June of 2009 already with a small one-time lifetime fee. You can participate in all the interviews by emailing your questions and receive my e-booklet, Let's Talk Raw, a non-baker's dozen of my favorite recipes. Remember to surrender to the blender for optimal health and pick up my book, uh, Smoothies and Smoothies for Life, and also Revolutionize Your Life in 30 Days. It's a self-empowering playbook. Um, follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash rockinradio. My guest today is Kristen Suzanne from kristensraw.com. Uh, go check out her website. She's got a lot of information, and she's got some books herself. Let's talk about your books for a quick minute, okay? Sure. You've got them in ebook form mm-hmm. and also in soft cover now. Yes, very exciting. Very exciting, yes. And I have to say, um, as somebody who is self published, these are self published, you guess? Yes. Yes. As somebody who has self published, what you did is a great idea. What she has done is she's kept all the pictures out. And the the good reason for this from our listeners is because you can keep the price down. Exactly. When you do four color photos like I have in my book, you gots to pay. <laughs> <laughs> and it does get quite costly and people say, Well, why is your book so expensive? Well, it's not really that expensive when you look at the cost of four color photo. Right. And exactly. so if you want to look at the photos, <clears throat> if you want to see what she's got, go to her website, Kristen's Raw dot com. 
and look at the pictures there and buy the book. Okay. <laughs> now you've got one called Kristen's Raw, the easy way to get started and succeed at the raw food vegan diet lifestyle. This is very cool. Thank you. You have all kinds of information in here. Why, why don't I let you tell people? I'm looking through the book right now. You talk about travel in the raw, which a lot of people will ask about. Um, you've got measurement conversions. Here I said, why don't you talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a great job. <laughs> essential, uh, essential kitchen equipment. What's raw, what's not? Big question in the raw community. What's raw, what's not? Sweeteners to use, um, mangoes, avocado, ripeness storage, and other tips for fresh produce. A lot of stuff in here people ask about. So you're, you've got the answers. Anything else you want to mention that's in this? You know, um, I, a popular part that um, I get a lot of feedback on is the, uh, the part about helping families transition and getting your kids involved in it, um, you know, different tips and tricks for that. Um, I get a lot of feedback as well about <clears throat> the, uh, the approach I have. You know, it, it doesn't have to be, like we talked earlier, it doesn't have to be an all or none um, experience with people. And if they want to do it, I love it, great, you know, more power to you. But if it's a lifestyle that you really want to get involved in step-by-step, that's great as well. So I support you know anybody that any any of their uh, any of their experiences, whether they jump into it or whether they want to take it step by step. So that's another thing that I get a lot of great feedback about. Mm-hmm. And you also talk about pooping. Good. I do. <laughs> yeah, you have to, right? You, I think you have to get, you have to have a little bit of a sense of humor, and you can't be too militant about it, or you get stressed, right? And if you're stressed about it, then you know that wreaks havoc on your body, and that's not good for you. So, um, yeah, you got to take a good poop. <laughs> <laughs> but th- but that is so true because I, I, well, I had a client. She was when she first started with me. She weighed. Uh, at least 350 pounds. And I guess her her um, BMs were about once every three days to a week. Wow. And she freaked. Because yeah. so this is something that needs to be spoken about because uh, she stopped doing what I told her to do because she was going three times a day. Wow. And even when I told her, I said, this is natural. It's not normal. It's natural. She freaked and she stopped doing and so this is definitely something you want to read about. Get this book, Kristen's Raw. If you don't get any other, you got to get this one, Kristen's Raw, Raw Food, Vegan, Diet, and Lifestyle, The Easy Way to Get Started and Succeed, which is the important thing is to succeed. Yeah, definitely. Now, you have, uh, are you married? Do you have a child? I'm married, yeah. I was just married in August. Oh, so you're, you're, you don't have a child. No, no, I have a dog. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, well, anyway, because it's in the book, what tips can you give a mother who has children and, and a husband who have been eating SAD? What do, SAD meaning standard American diet for the listeners. Uh, what, what do you suggest they do? Well, I'll, you know, there's a variety of different things. Um, kids like to be involved, and I have nieces and nephews and friends with kids, so I experiment on them, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest, because we are going to be starting a family soon, so, you know, I've got to get some experimenting in there. But um, they like to be involved, so taking them to the grocery store with you, letting them pick out the different fruits and vegetables that you're going to make recipes, um, recipes with is a great way to get kids involved. Um, another thing is, you know, making their choices um, kind of restricted. So if you offer them, say, blueberries or 
zucchini, they're going to pick blueberries and think that they scored, you know, because they don't want to eat the zucchini, perhaps, <laughs> as opposed to giving them, you know, blueberries versus a fruit roll-up or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's something. It's kind of uh, making the choices uh, restricted like that. Another thing is always having fresh fruit or, um, like, carrot sticks and celery sticks with maybe a little bit of raw dip on the counter, for example, when you're making your dinner. So if you're going to make a dinner that's cooked, um, at least start the dinner out with some raw snacks. And kids love to snack. Um, Husbands love to snack. Um, Wives love to snack if you're the husband making the food. So having that stuff available, they kind of get filled up on it, which is great. It's raw. And then when it comes time for the regular meal that's perhaps cooked, they don't eat as much. Another thing is introducing raw desserts into the the mix. Um, You know, raw desserts, people typically can eat two to three servings of it and still feel great and and, uh, have a great experience with it. And what kid doesn't love to have two servings of strawberry pie, right? Absolutely. You know, so doing that to kind of introduce raw to the family without having them um, you know, freak out if they would have, you know, freaked out anyway. It's just, it's a different experience for people. It's a different texture. It's um, typically a different temperature for people than what they're used to. So, again, taking little tips and tricks, little ways to incorporate things, uh, whether you involve your family with, um, you know, one of the things I love doing is um, giving them a recipe book, a raw recipe book, or, you know, showing them photos online and saying, hey, why don't you pick out what you want me to make for dinner or for breakfast? You go ahead and pick it. And then that kind of gives them some empowerment, and they feel like they're involved in the process and some ownership. So um, that's another great way to get them involved and excited about it at the same time. So there's just a few things. Those are great. Thank you. Those are great. Um, Now... Eating in winter, you and I are kind of lucky, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't know you were in Scottsdale, otherwise I'd have been there. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, I was in Scottsdale for um, to speak at a uh, festival, and I found a beautiful, um, although small, compared to what we have out here, um, Farmer's Market. Uh-huh. Now... What do you suggest for people who are not lucky like we are, say, up in Canada or in the Northeast or even the Northwest and the Midwest right now? Yeah, I, I've, I'm, you know, I was born and raised in the Midwest. I'm from Michigan, so I can appreciate the snow and the cold and, uh, you know, all the chilliness that comes with winter. Um, as I look out my window and see sunshine with my windows open right now. Yes, ma'am. Um, very spoiled, but, but, but appreciate it and love it. So anyway, things to do. There's a few different things. Um, number one, you can add some warming spices to your food. Ginger is extremely warming on the body. So, for example, if you want to make sure that you're getting a daily dose of plant blood, that's my loving term for green juice, um, then, um, and, and it's kind of chilling because some foods just have a nature that's cold, then add ginger to it and it'll warm up your system as you're drinking the juice and you won't even notice that it's actually quite cold. Um, another thing is, you know, and so I'm, I'll go back to that. So there's some other warming spices. There's cayenne pepper, for example, um, cumin and a few others that just have like a warming nature to them, cinnamon. Adding those things to your food will help warm up the food. In a in, in a in experience for your body, it's kind of warming experience for your body. It doesn't literally warm up the food. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is miso soup. Now miso is not raw, but it is living and it's great for your digestion. And um, there's a great company out there that I love. I'm not affiliated with them in any way. I just love it and I love talking about their products. It's SouthRiverMiso.com. 
and that's their website, and they offer soy-free varieties because I know that a lot of people want to avoid soy, so they have soy-free miso. And adding that either to your, uh, your raw food, your dishes, or making a, a miso soup out of it by just warming up some water in your microwave or on your stove, um, you know, you don't have to get it super hot, and adding some miso really can warm you up. I mean, it's, it's quite magical, if you ask me. We do get some chilly times in Arizona, and when I have a cup of miso soup, I'm instantly warmed up, so that's another great thing. Um, you can use a dehydrator to warm up your food. Um, you know, if you make a soup or you want to marinate some vegetables or if you make a raw lasagna, you can put it in the dehydrator, warm it up without uh, affecting the integrity of the nutrients, so you'll get some warm food that way. Um, you can also, you can dress warmer. <laughs> you can put on two layers of socks, and it sounds obvious, but it works. <laughs> yeah, food was not really meant to warm us up. Yeah. That's why we have movement and clothing and warm houses and heat. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. We'll be back in a moment with uh, Kristen Suzanne. Uh, her website, kristensraw.com. Go there. Be right back. Hi, welcome back to Rockin' Radio. Not like we went anywhere, but this segment of Rockin' Radio is sponsored by PhotoboothLosAngeles.com, the premier photo booth rental company in Southern California. If you know of or are holding an upcoming event, if you know of or are holding, if you know of or are holding, <laughs> and I say that, <laughs> please consider having Photo Booth Los Angeles as part of the festivities. They're available for weddings, graduations, corporate events, reunions, anniversaries, and more. Add some bat mitzvah, bat, bat mitzvahs and bar mitzvahs in there as well. This segment is brought to you by PropsProductions.com, where you can find classes, links to great money-saving online resources, and more. Find out about their latest online and live classes to improve your relationship with the Internet at popsproductions.com. My guest today is former competitive bodybuilder, author, and raw food chef, Kristen Suzanne. So, Kristen, uh, what, what I think from some of the things we've been saying is people need to change their mindset about what they can eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner as well. What do you think? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, it. It's, it's a different experience, like I've said before, but um, it's a fun experience, you know, and it's exciting with uh, the different kinds of foods and, and different things you can do with raw. Um, you know, and some of it isn't so different, actually. When you think about smoothies, you know, uh, smoothies are really popular all over, and uh, most people don't realize that the majority of the smoothie they've been drinking is probably raw. You know, if you switch out the soy protein powder or the dairy and you put in a nut milk or you just blend up fruit with some greens, you know, you're still kind of having the same experience for breakfast. Um, you know, you're not going to have your bacon and eggs. That's going to be different. Or your typical cheeseburger for lunch, you know, that's going to be a different experience. But it's exciting. And I think that it, people need to embrace that mindset that it's different, it's exciting, and there's a lot of choices out there. Yeah, and you can have strawberry pie and pizza for breakfast and be healthy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's one of the things I find is people, people don't, they, I see them online going, what's for breakfast? And I'm like, pizza? <laughs> yeah, total bragging rights there. <laughs> yeah. How about pizza? You know, how about the pie you didn't finish last night? Yeah. This is the time when you can actually eat these things, but it's in their mindset that they cannot have dessert unless they eat a regular meal first. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And so definitely got to change the mindset. What kind of uh, exercise or movement do you do now, Kristen, since you're, you're not bodybuilding or are you still going to the gym? 
I still go to the gym. It's a priority in my life, um, physical fitness. Um, I, I like what uh, Dr. Doug Graham has to say, that you can't be truly healthy unless you're physically fit as well. So if, um, if you're lean and, you know, if, if you're not carrying around a bunch of excess weight and, you know, your skin glows and all that good stuff, but when you're walking up three flights of stairs, you're huffing and puffing, your heart's probably not in the best shape and you should get it into good shape. So... Um, I am a, I'm a big fan of strength training, so I lift weights. I want to build my bones, and I want to prevent osteoporosis, which one of the great things about the raw diet is that you're not eating an acidic diet, such as meat and dairy, which will strip the calcium from your bones. But at the same, t- at the same time, you still want to build them. So I lift weights, and I love jumping on my rebounder. I love doing um, cardio. Uh, living in Arizona, I'm so blessed to have the ability to take, you know, hikes year-round, and, and I'm surrounded by mountains and palm trees. So I get outside a lot as well, and um, and I'm just getting into yoga. I'm going to start this week, so I'm really <laughs> excited about that. Yoga is really popular in the raw food world, and, you know, coming from my bodybuilder background, I used to be like, oh, yoga schmoga, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> and I've, I've had so many people over the past few years at, at interesting points in my journey, and they've said, you really should do yoga, you know, and, and people that I really respect and admire. And so I've kind of, I've taken that and put it in the back of my mind. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll file that away, whatever. I'll, you know, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll uh, get back to that. And I'm actually at a point right now where I'm stoked about it. And so that's my latest thing. I'm going to start doing that this week. So I'm excited. Well, here's, here's a tip I'm going to give you. If by chance you don't like the class or you don't like the teacher, Find another one because there are so many variations out there. I've had people say, well, I've tried it once. I didn't like it. Okay. And I've done that myself, um, going to the same studio, but they had different teachers. And the first one I just despised. Yeah. (laughs) And the second one, who was the owner, was great. Okay. And the third one was kind of in between. Gotcha. And so don't give up on yoga because it is it can be amazing if you find the right teacher and you find the right class at the right time. Okay, I will definitely take that to heart. Okay. So let's get let's ask you something. How how do you feel about supplements? Uh, well, it depends on what kind. Um, generally speaking, if somebody is eating a really well-balanced, high-raw diet, you know, about 70% of their diet's raw, and they're eating organic, um, I, t- I, I tend not to, you know, um, advise supplements. Um, for the most part, you're getting the nutrients that your body needs. Um, some people may consider a green powder as a supplement, and some people will consider it just a food. So, you know, depending on where you are in that camp, um, I think green powders can be great. I think that if you're eating a lot of cooked food, I think it can help to supplement with enzymes for the digestion. Mm-hmm. I think that if you're traveling, it makes sense to bring some kind of supplementation, whether it's in the form of whole food vitamins, um, green powder, uh, maybe some camu camu powder, which is you know high vitamin C powder to prevent any potential sickness. Um, so I think traveling warrants possible supplementation. And, you know, I'm on this journey now where I'm looking to expand my family. And there are some people in the, in the raw world who have gotten pregnant and delivered babies and not taken any supplementation, um, and they've done great. And I'm of the frame of mind that I'm doing a lot of research about it. Um, I really want to make sure that I'm getting adequate intake of my nutrients. And honestly, you know, I'm not sure it's going to be super easy with raw food, you know, to always make sure I get this much folic acid and this much B6 and this much B12 and 
uh, different things of that nature. So I'm going to be very open to finding a whole food prenatal supplement. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm, I don't shut the door on supplements when it comes to trying to conceive and through pregnancy. But if I do, it's going to be, like I said, a whole food variety, a very reputable brand, and I'll still maintain an excellent diet. So um, I'll still be getting most of my nutrition through my food. And then there's B12. And um, I, I do think it's fine to supplement with B12. I do it myself frequently. Um, for the past five years, I've kind of on and off taken it. I get my blood levels checked every year. I just had my annual blood stats done last week. My cholesterol was a low 96, which I'm stoked about. All righty. Thanks. And um, my B12 was more than adequate, and I have been supplementing with B12. So, um, you know, there's a lot that goes into the B12 issue, and I think if you get your levels checked and your levels are fine, then great. You probably don't need a supplement, but if they're on the low end or anything or you just want to be safe, then I'm all for taking a, a B12 supplement. Okay, you mentioned digestion. Uh, we've only got a couple minutes left, and I know you're going to take six of them. <laughs> That's fine. I'm kidding. Uh, but you mentioned digestion, and I, I know quite a few people, myself included, when I first went raw, I looked like I was probably four to five months pregnant. I bloated, and I had this hard stomach. What do you think about that? What, what do you think causes that? How can we stop it from happening, and uh, or do we just let it happen and know it shall pass? I think that one of the main, I mean, you're getting a ton more fiber than you're used to, and I think one of the things people do when they start doing raw, for example, they turn to the green smoothies, and they put a lot of heavy heavy greens, you know, such as kale and, um, and collard greens and stuff in their smoothies. I think if you, because I had the same experience, if you lighten up on the heaviness of the greens, that will help. So if you do some, um, you know, different lettuces and, and spinach and stuff in your, in your smoothies, that should help reduce some of the, the bloat and the, that tough belly that you're talking about. Um, making sure that you chew your food really well. Um, you know, you're getting lots of fiber. Your body is going through a transition and you just want to kind of embrace it and love it for for everything that it is and take your time with it you know make sure you're still drinking plenty of water which i'm sure you know you get adequate water with all the raw food you're consuming um yeah, so I, I think that heavy greens can can make a difference so if you're eating too many of those you know cut back on those maybe add some softer greens into the diet to help and um yeah, just making sure you've got your fluids. And, and taking enzymes can help. Um, it's helped some people. Some people kind of like, eh, it didn't really do much for me. But those are a couple a couple things that come to mind. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with uh, the chewing and I think sipping of the green smoothies because I think we tend to gulp and gulp air at the same time. Yes. And that's that's a problem no matter whether what you're drinking or eating. Kristen, thank you. Thank you. Kristen'sRaw.com, K-R-I-S-T-E-N-S. Raw.com. It's all one word. Don't go away. Uh, and remember, go right now to register for Let's Talk Raw.com. You just might find Kristen there. Thank <laughs> you for listening. We'll be back with another episode of Rockin' Radio. Please feel free to go to rockinradio.com to purchase books and DVDs by all of my guests to help keep this program on the air. If you'd like to advertise on or sponsor this program, please contact me at rockinradio at mac.com. My engineer is Bo Astrup. I'm Revel Revity Singh. Remember to revel in life and always. Play with your food. Bye for now. Oh, 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 oh